Good morning. It is Danger Dan here in the talk shop, and I got a hell of a show for you today. My good friend Randy and Oliver Peck, we talk about everything from riding shoppers to doing drugs and their new venture, Yellow Rose Canyon, which is a giant event center out in East Texas, a couple hours from Dallas. Scott, you know, I think it's 120 acres. Room for camping, RV hookups, cabins for rent, and a stage with a giant amphitheater-type setting. There's going to be a flat track out there in the future, trails for riding. It's going to be a bitching spot, and I cannot wait to see what they do with it. So, let's get into it. That was Extermination Day with Thou Shall Not Hassle. Thank you, Zach, from Heavy Clothing. Make sure you check out Heavy Clothing at heavy.bigcartel.com. This show is brought to you by mcshoptees.com, your T-shirt of the month club, the only way to support every local motorcycle shop. That is right, the only way. It's like a magazine subscription, but you get a T-shirt every month. Every month we feature a different shop from around this fucking great country. Sometimes even outside this great country. This last month we featured Live Free Cycles out of Epping, New Hampshire. And with a name like that, we did a patriotic shirt. Red, white, and blue with Big Joe on his chopper shooting off his fucking machine gun. Had stars. It had fucking bars. It had eagles. It had everything patriotic that we could fucking come up with. And I hope that you enjoyed it. I hope that you got it. hope that you were a subscriber. I think you had to get that one. You had to be signed up by the end of May. Dude, bitchin' shirt. I wore mine all weekend for 4th of July. And I hope you got to do the same. Go sign up now. We've got men's sizes, women's sizes, and kids' sizes. You can pay monthly or you can buy three, six, and 12-month packages. It's a bitching thing. I can't wait for you guys to see the shirt that we are printing now. Another badass art design by Nick Resty over at, uh, from Birmingham, one of the Haints. Uh, he's actually working on a new MC Shop Tees logo right now. Stoked to get that done and up on the website and revamp everything a little bit. Uh, speaking of website, go to DangerDanceTalkShop.com and you can sign up to become a patron. That's right, five bucks a month gets you a chance at winning some badass shit. Every month, we give away something. At the end of the year, we're giving away a custom-painted tank from LowBrockCustoms.com. Painted by today, one of today's guests, Mr. Mechanical Candy Customs. Chemical Candy Customs, Randy, will be painting a tank that we're going to give away. It's going to be tough because his shit is so badass. And, uh, 
Dude, I'm stoked that he's doing it. We're also going to give away a shovelhead motor built by B&B Racing out of Metairie, Louisiana. The bad motherfuckers that are responsible for my chopper munching down the miles that it does. So go get signed up now. Every month you donate $5 gets you a chance at winning one of those prizes. Now, if you donate anything, you got a chance at winning a bunch of shit every month. Like every month we give away a $100 gift card to lowbrowcustoms.com. $100 to lowbrowcustoms.com every month. Uh, I don't, haven't given it away this month, so probably next week we will give that away. Next week's guest is Jake from Brown Cycles. He was actually part of the first shop we ever featured through MC Shop Tees. Some badass art that Lee Bullock did. And then uh, Oliver Peck also you know, made sure to brand it correctly for those fellas. But a $100 gift card to Lowbrow Customs will be given away next week. Uh, let's see. Today we're going to give away a Chop Merchandise prize pack. Luke from Chop Merchandise, who put on the run me and Randy will be referencing at the beginning of this show, has got a company called Chop Merchandise, where you can find all your Chop Merchandise. Where you can find all your Chop Merchandise. Anyhow. Uh, he's going to give away a prize pack to one of my favorite patrons. Let's pick a number right the fuck now. 110. Find 110. Kathleen Kahlo. Thank you for donating to the show. It doesn't tell me where you are from, but I do appreciate your donations each month. It really, It really helps a lot. It doesn't, it doesn't get any better than riding down the road on your dime. Kathleen, thank you for that. We got a chemical, we got a chop merchandise prize pack coming your way. Just like that, it's that easy. Go to DangerDanceTalkShop.com to sign up to win. Now let's get into some dates. July 22nd through the 25th is the run to Raton in Raton, New Mexico. The outbound train will be playing on Saturday night. We will be camping in the vacant lot across the street from his shop. It was up in the air for a little bit, but we just got confirmation. We're camping in the same spot we always camp at. Uh, actually, even before that, we got July 17th. will be the first show at the Yellow Rose Canyon, the event center we talk about in this podcast. Country music camp out with the Vandaliers headlining. A handful of openers, Matt the Cat of 1100 Springs being one of them. August 28th through the 29th, Born Free in Silverado, California. Silverado, California. Check out at Born Free on the gram to find out more details. September 11th is Full Tilt Boogie in, at the Nordic Brewing Co. in Monticello, Minnesota. September 18th, Junction City Chopper Show, Ogden's first vintage chopper show. This is Ogden, Utah, an event put on by the Riding Hoods. October 3rd is the Southern Throwdown, Dallas, Texas, at the Bomb Factory. October 16th is Rad Rodtober at Tufts Brewery, McKinney, Texas. November 11th is Fuel Cleveland, Cleveland, Ohio, brought to you by Lowbrow Customs, Forever the Chaos Life, and the Gas Box. All right. Let's get into today's show with McChemical Candy Randy and Oliver Pecker. Fucking say anything. I might even be alive next year, dude. Jesus Christ. 
You got to at least stay alive for this run. Um, then you can go. Out of all the runs that I've never <clears throat> been on, that one seems like the one. It was like, pretty good. People talk about like the Diablo run, and I'm just like, eh. It looks amazing. Dude, we camped but one the, night. Up there seems fucking... Had you heard bad. of it before? <clears throat> just from... Uh, for me. You and... Um, Every time I always said I, something, you're like, what the fuck's Lolo run? Yeah. Somebody else I know. Well, I know they got Tony that was on it, but that was his first time on it. Dude, me and Tony got... I did cocaine, bro. Whoa, I'm recording. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, <laughs> <laughs> so, other than doing massive amounts of cocaine... <laughs> you cocksucker. You want to tell me when you're going to start. Oh, no, he never does that. You're so that's good the, at this, That's Scott. the true... That's the wow. true way to start recording. Yeah. Dude, I'm going to tell... I don't, I don't get off on a tangent. Well, go for it. I, I did one of the very first interviews I ever did for Vans when mm -hmm. I was younger and skateboarding. And the first thing I did with Vans, they're like, oh, we want to come in we want to do this interview with you and get you Who did stuff. the interview? One of the guys that works for Vans, Steve, Steve, uh, Steve V. His last name was like... Uh, I can't remember his last name. It starts with a V, though. Or Z, Steve Z. Steve Z. Uh, but I went in there and I was like, they're like, well, let me just tell you how this is going to go down. And they're like, okay, we're going to ask you this question. So if you got anything, and then they, they kind of just get this prelim, like how it's going to be. And they asked me a couple, well, what would you do about this? And they asked me a few things. I was like, well, you know, how would you want to, and then, then I was like, all right, we ready? He's like, it's over. <laughs> and it was like this interview, but it was like total, like, all candid. It didn't sound like an interview. It's just, it sounded like a conversation. It was pretty cool. Yeah. And I was like, all right. So did they, write, cool. did they write something with that or did they use the audio? They used the audio. They did. And it was just like a, you know, a bunch of, you know, just talking about how I got in with Vans and my history with Vans. And they're like, oh, what, you know, he started off this off the cuff conversation, you know, about, mm -hmm. and then just. How did you it. get in with Vans? Man, this is a, wait, we're getting, what podcast <laughs> is this? Uh, I just, um, I mean, A, I've been wearing Vans forever. Yeah. And I'm pretty exclusive, but um, I knew a bunch of people that were pro skaters and I was in the skateboarding scene. I was never pro skateboarder myself, which a lot of people are like, oh, you're sponsored by Vans. Like, well, I mean, I'm kind of sponsored by Vans, but not for being a pro skateboarder. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but then when I got on Warp Tour, I met a bunch of people on Vans, and I did a bunch of artwork for Warp Tour, and I did like posters for Warp Tour, and okay. I did some uh, artwork for some other bands, and I did all this stuff. And then the Vans guy, my buddy, uh, ended up being one of my best friends. The last twenty years of my life, Kurt Soto was just like he was the guy that started the project of making like. Social distortion vans, circuit jerk vans. Like mm. He was the artist relations guy at Vans, so he's he was the brainchild of that whole thing. And he uh, he's like, would you ever want to do a shoot, make a design for a shoot? And I almost saw like, yeah, yeah, of course. That's, that's never all asked. I've ever wanted to do my entire life. Screw all this other tattooing bullshit. Let's fucking you know. But and then then it went from there. Yeah. Cool. Vans Warp Tour. 
man. Almost as good as the low, low run. Say what you will about <laughs> how much terrible music there was on Warped Tour. Being on Warped Tour is the greatest thing ever. Dude. And there's always good bands. Yeah. Now, and not to talk shit about the Warped Tour, but the kind of music I like isn't the majority of the music on Warped Tour. Oh, yeah. But every year that I was on Warped Tour, there was at least five or six bands that I really liked. Dude, that, I great. used to just look forward to that all year long. Well, there's a hundred bands. Kid. They can't yeah. all be good. No, they yeah. can't. Or they can't all be your taste or whatever. I'm not saying... Dude, I got asked to go on a Warped Tour when I was like 17. You should have went. Fucking blew it, got in trouble, you put said, on probation. You should have ran away and joined the circus, dude. <laughs> I thought about it, dude. dude. I really did. Dude, there's so many kids that were working merch on that tour that just like literally just said... Yeah. You know? And my buddies are riding in a steel ball. Oh, like, yeah. Come help us set up. You know, those motherfuckers worked harder than anybody else, it seemed like. The set people, up when they get there, do the, three or four shows a day, the people tear building, down. The people building the stages work harder than oh, anybody on yeah. tour. Every day. that All those stages all get put up and taken down 60 times in the summer. <laughs> it put up 60 times, it get taken down 60 times. Fuck. Mm-hmm. That you're, the semi-truck pulls in the parking lot at 5.15, they unload them and start building stages. So were you just tattooing bands or, I mean, members? Tattooing people that are on tour. On tour. Like our bus was backstage with the tour buses, and we had, you know, a couple, had an RV outfitted with a couple tattoo stations, and we just tattooed, you know, not just the band members, but bus drivers, stagehands, mm-hmm. audio guys, production managers, Guys in bands, merch girls, you name it. Security. Oh, yeah. Fucking all of it, huh? But there's like 800 people that work on Warp Tour. Holy shit. That show up in that parking lot every morning and leave that parking lot every night. What always cracked me up was hearing about the uh, <clears throat> the cooking van or the, the band that would just follow and cook meals oh, every yeah. night. The barbecue van. The barbecue van. There you go. Yeah, one year I got served a hot dog by Fat Mike, and I was like, no fucking way is this guy serving me food right now. Well, every year, uh, Kevin Lyman would find a young band that wanted to be on Warp Tour that didn't get paid to be on Warp Tour, that they would be the barbecue band, and they would get to play a set every day, um, and then Warp Tour would... Pretty sure they paid their gas and gave them their meal ticket. A meal ticket on Warp Tour is like big money, like because you get catering. Yeah, and there, and so it's like three thousand dollars a person for the summer, but Damn. you get three meals a day. Yeah, um, so they would get that, and they would get there, but they didn't get paid to play the show, but they could sell merch, and then they had to host the after show barbecue every night. So they would pull the bar, they'd have their tour van and pull the barbecue wagon, the big smoker, and then they would serve barbecue burgers every night late night yeah in the parking lot for just the people on warp tour and the barbecue band i mean some of those barbecue bands like hustled their ass off made it good and got to be on the tour for real later on but a lot of bands throughout the summer would take turns like one night would be the no effects no effects would come to the barbecue and help that barbecue that's what happened that i was there they were just helping out one year no effects and under oath were both on the tour and there was it was just like the feud between the between the 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 believers and non-believers and (laughs) fat mike came to the barbecue he put a bunch of bibles in the smoker 
Oh and, my God! And cooked burgers on burning Bibles and just served it to the under oath kid. No way! That is crazy. For real. No way! And then they and then they found out about it and they were the under oath kids were pissed. Oh fuck yeah! I bet they were. They were mad. They ate the they ate the burger off the burning Bible. You know another thing I put together recently. <laughs> I learned how to play CeeLo for my friends that were you on tour. You just learned how to play CeeLo? Well, no, no, years ago. Oh, okay, okay. From those guys. Yeah, but yeah. They picked it up on Warp Tour. What's the funny. game we played? We played Threes Away. Threes you away. played that? Yeah. yeah. Threes Away. Five guys. I tried to Dude, show I... everybody ship, cap, and crew, but it was just got... too much of a learning curve. Too for many these people guys. on cocaine to pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> Randy. <laughs> Hey, dude, I, I made some money on that I trip. like how Randy starts off, I did cocaine! <laughs> had no idea we were recording. So. Back on bumps. Yeah. Dude, get What's off the, the thing. Hey, get off the dope, bro. Get off the dope. <laughs> I waited till the last night, man. I, I was good the whole time. Dude, that little town of Whitebird, fuck, it was cool. There, so there's this road called the Whitebird Grade, and you come out of this... I don't know. We're at the top of the mountains in the trees, and then it opens up, and you can just see fucking hills forever. Fucking and it's gorgeous. downhill for like five miles or some shit, and you could just see so far. Road was perfect. It was just Well, you've incredible. been to Bryce Canyon, right? Bryce Canyon. Yeah. We went through there on the way back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you go, when you're at the top, looking down the canyon, and then you leave to go down, it's like 18 miles. Just You can coast the whole way. Really? You turn your bike off and just 18 miles. Fuck. That's what what road is that? I, I mean, know. is that the main? What is it like? I mean, it's in inside the state park. Oh, okay, so I haven't been in the state park. Okay, no. But there's you go through the canyon and then you go up to the top of the mountain, like this whole hour ride or whatever. And okay. then when you leave there, we left there, and I just turned my bike off and was coasting. Do you have to use brakes at all? Or is oh, turn how to use brakes a oh, lot? Yeah. I got up to seventy miles an hour. Oh shit! And I'm just damn. Yeah, but uh, that's always cool. Yeah, you definitely could have done that on this road. You wouldn't have had to use brakes because it was the turns were just. It was like really straight. 50, it was 60. just like kind of cutting down this mountain, like on the side of it. <clears throat> God, it was fucking beautiful. Have you ridden up there in that that country at all? Um, you've been to Glacier Park, right? I've been to Glacier. Did you get How to? Y'all weren't close to Glacier though. We, we went, went to Glacier. We went in. We rode the road to the sun. Ah. Uh, but it like it was shut down just past that first lake because of the snow. Yeah, mountain. we didn't get to see yeah all the good shit. I took which down I mean the road. Yeah. They all fucking cried about it. I don't know why they followed me if that was gonna be a problem. Um, well, I knew it was gonna be hell. Yeah, I didn't know y'all went up that far. Yeah. All right, so let's start over. Okay. Is this podcast starting now? Oh yeah, now we're starting. All right. okay. <laughs> Randy, we're, we're starting podcast. Don't talk about okay. cocaine anymore. Oh shit. So y'all started in Boise. Started in Boise. And what's the, tell me the, what's the story? Why is it Lolo? Well, there's a why is it Lolo? Yeah, what's the name Lolo come from? Oh, because there's it used to be they'd run up to like Lolo Pass, which yeah. is like I think we went through that the first day. No, maybe the second day. Cool. And that was just so you leave Boise. Leave Boise, go up. Fuck, I don't know what road it was, but we ended up in Broken Arrow, just south okay. of the border. You know where Broken yeah, Arrow huh? is? Yeah. Stayed in this little bitty, like, I don't know. It's a little family like that owns, like, a bunch of small cabins, you know, that are been there forever, slightly maintained. And this fat lady cooked us the most amazing Mexican food dinner ever. 
Did you just call her fat lady? Yeah, that's a sign of a good cook. Okay. It was just accentuating how good the food was. <clears throat> Don't trust the food. Food was fucking amazing, though. Yeah, it really was. I mean, she made all the chips, all the taco shells, all everything from scratch. It was insane, dude. And, then and they have a shop on the top of the hill where, if you've seen in the videos, everybody's in wheelchairs rolling around fixing yeah, shit. Yeah, uh-huh. Well, I saw, a, I saw a few bikes getting worked on. Oh, yeah. Time, that first <laughs> night, dude. Oh, yes, there was. Two-thirds so of all the bikes. Me and Ochoa were going back and forth about how to bet mm -hmm. uh, that Randy's bike was going to make it or not. It made it two blocks when I got there. <laughs> And then all hell broke loose. I was like, but we fixed it. Yeah. And I didn't have a single problem That's after good. that besides the battery. Well, we, when we were talking about it, we were just like, he's like, I don't know how he's going to ride this thing for days. And I'm just like, this thing is like over a thousand miles. And Ochoa's just like, no way he's going to make it on that bike. <laughs> well, I'm glad we got there early enough to do some riding and then time. And then when I first talked, when the day that y'all got there, I texted with Tony. Madeline, and he was just like, <laughs> and I said we had a bet on how far you were. Oh, he make told it. me, and he was like, and I told him, Joe gave you two fifty, I gave you five hundred, and he's like, I might give him seven hundred, yeah, before something happens, but yeah, and I Facetimed you, didn't I? Yeah, you made it. So you guys owe Tony hundred bucks. That's how that works. I didn't. Oh yeah. What do you mean? There was no bet. He said seven hundred and seven hundred miles. There was not a bet. I don't know. I wasn't part of this. Yeah. There was no official handshake. Oh, I'll remind Tony that he won. Yeah. No, no official. <laughs> you won. He didn't win. He said you were going to break down to seven hundred. Yeah. Uh, well, then you fuckers owe me a hundred bucks. <laughs> That's you how that works. on cocaine already. <laughs> we keep going back to cocaine. I thought we started over. Oh, yeah, we started over. All right. You want to start over again? <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, some kid had to weld up some cases, spool gun. I mean, this is the first night. Without dude. taking it out of the bike? Oh, no, it stayed right in the bike. Yeah, just, just a crack. Wire brush. Actually, they had to get rid of all the JB weld they put on right before we left. Oh, jeez. And then they, they welded it up. Dude, that bike didn't have any... Well, the tank cracked later on in the trip. But the motor was fine. He's probably happy about that because he got those fucking fat bobs on there. Which oh, yeah. Which are fucking killer tanks. The fucking eagle head. Mm-hmm. Witch in the eyes. Yeah. Yeah, Ryan found the bike on the trip. About a 52. Of course he did. Yeah. Of course he did. Yeah. He probably had a, he probably had an eye on it already. You know, we showed up there and this lady came out across the street from her business and she's like, uh, do you know anything about Harmon front ends? And I was like, well, Ryan here just sold, what did he sell, 10 of them uh, to Hawk? Yeah. And she goes, my uncle or some shit used to do all the welding for those. And I was like, Ryan, come over here. And then all of a sudden he was like, hey, do you know who owns that bike down there? And thats I think that's how all that came about. I'm not sure, but. Dude, he did some hustling. He went oh, to like he did. four or five different businesses trying to figure out who owned it. Then, what, he, then it, he found the guy. Was it? it was just parked on the edge of town, like in this junkyard. Like room. it hadn't been running. It hadn't yeah. been running. Yeah. 
That's and right. We found the guy, and the guy was like, I'm too busy. I don't want to fuck with you. And he was like, I'll give you asking price. Like, let's go look at this. Like, like right now. The guy was like, oh, uh, okay. I went and sold it to him. And what was it? 52 with a shovel top, wishbone frame, narrow glide front end. He already got it running. Damn, man. He took it home and got it running right in the frame without the That was like on 30 it. minutes later, it seemed like, once he got home. He's posting that shit up. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I wasn't paying that close attention. <clears throat> How many days? Was it six? Six days. One, two, three, four, five, six. Like yeah. 1,400 miles or something? And I think we worked on bikes till about two or three. Every night. Except for on my bike. We, we had to work four till in the four morning. in the morning on Randy's. And then then we as roll soon it as we outside. pull it outside, I go to kick it, and the fucking kicker shaft breaks off. <laughs> the kicker Stick shaft? Stick it out of the transmission, yeah. Uh, I mean, as soon as it was done, I was all excited and fucking walk out, and he's holding it in his hand. I'm like, fuck. A little bump start. But Todd, fucking Todd had everything I needed to fix my bike, which was awesome. Had a new shaft? Shaft, the lifter blocks, lifters. Oh, you had to change all that? Dude, he blew up, yeah, a lifter and a lifter Dude, block. So the first time that happened, remember out at the shed, we thought we got it all repaired after that. Yeah. Come to find out, there were still some of the rollers in the fucking, somewhere in the motor. Oh, wool bag or some shit. It was one of them. Because we counted 20 and a half or 21 and a half. You're missing something. Yeah, we found more. But it was the lifter block that was fucked. That's what we assume. I mean, yeah. we don't know for sure, but it was definitely fucked when we pulled. The it lifter this wouldn't time. wasn't sliding in there easy. It was like you almost had to press. What kind it. of lifter block do you got in there? If I could find out, you can you call Jim. No. Get Jim. <clears throat> yeah. Get some Jim. He's got Todd's in there now. And they're working yeah. great. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Thank you, Todd. Absolutely. Yeah, we went up from Boise first night in Broken Arrow. Second night we made it to Flathead Lake. Stayed yeah. right there in Lakeview. Yeah, just about there. 20 miles south of Kalispell. Right on the water. It was fucking good. Dude, dude, cresting that hill where you finally get to see Flathead Lake and there's like those tree-covered islands out there in the water. Fucking giant storm behind I it. I didn't really get to see that because I was fighting that storm. Yeah. You guys you had, were you had way a breakdown right yeah. before that. The only time he had any problems was the battery broke. We stop at a gas station. My lights are flickering, and Dan's like, "Yeah, you're probably about to break down. Your battery's <laughs> probably about to die." And I'm like, "Well, I'm gonna keep running it. Not even 300 yards. As soon as I pull out, it fucking takes a shit." Luckily, I was in front of him, so I just kept going. Oh my God. Weston handed me Sean's battery out of his bike and. Did anybody's bike break down completely and go into the chase truck? I mean, a lot of them took rides in the chase truck, but yeah. nobody was like a to the next fixture. desert. Okay, cool, yeah. cool, that's good. Dude, the determination behind all these dudes to not be Insane. in the van. Oh man, you don't want to be in the van, dude. No. <laughs> yeah. dude. I mean, this is the first run I've ever been on where that's an option, right? You know? Oh yeah. I just assume, oh shit, like I, I don't know. When you blow your top end up or you seize your motor, I figure that that's probably it. No, not with these guys. 
Well, that's the thing is that nobody wants to like not make the the run of six days. Mm-hmm. Like this, this seems like the kind of deal where everybody wants to stay together and yeah. do it. And if if you don't have the chase truck and one person is totally dead, you either have to say "see you later, dude," or you all have to stay back. Yeah, and fuck around. Well, when you make reservations, like you got to get there. Exactly. So it makes sense to have the van. Like, all right, yeah. just throw it in. We'll get take a look at it tonight. Get where, get where we're did. going. Yeah, get where we're going. Well, that's, that's the adult way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is. It really is. I mean, <laughs> the adult way to do it. Yeah, we were with a bunch of adults. Yeah, that's exactly how I described this. Or at of. least there was a few adults that organized it. Somebody had to make a reservation, yeah, so yeah. that's an adult thing to do. Yeah, it was. Oh, did you show up in town and already re- have a place to stay? Because I usually show up in town and then try to find a place to Absolutely. stay. Absolutely. Yeah. Because I'm never sure what town I'm going to show up in. You anyways. never know. You never know. Yeah, it was a it was a different way of doing things. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was how we did it in Nepal. Everything was set up ahead of time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Except for well, here, of course, over there. That's that's like tourist vacation. Like you, really? you're, We've, that's you what, that's you what I felt like the, with Randy. We were going on like a vacation as tourists. Up yeah, to the, you don't want to go all the way to Nepal and then just sit in a desert, broke down somewhere. No, no, you fucking don't. <laughs> it would have been nice up there. I would have been. It wouldn't have been as bad up there to break down and be stuck. It yeah. was all beautiful everywhere. Yeah. Well, when we do rivers. bike riders tour every year, we have a hard arrival time. Mm-hmm. Like we have to. I, we have tattoo appointments at. Yeah, gotta be 3 there. Three p.m. We have to be there. So we leave the one town at whatever time it takes to you know seven a.m. and we burn it and get there by three p.m. And if you're with us. And something goes wrong, we'll see you later, because I got a tattoo at three o'clock. Yeah. And Ben's got to be at the venue at six o'clock. You know, so there's no. Were you guys able to do that last year? Nope. Fuck. Hoping for later this year. Yeah. Was that that the first year? And how long you weren't able to do it? We missed one other year, like around 2014 or something. We skipped a year. So 2014 or 15, we skipped one year just because Lucero was heavy tour the whole summer the whole summer fall so they didn't have time to break but we're hoping this year should be fine well now you got nothing else going on now that (laughs) (laughs) well i just uh i just told you a minute ago i just had to uh i bet i bowed out of my cannonball seat for 2021 I was supposed to be in the Cannonball 2018. The bike didn't get done in 2018. Then I was supposed to be in the Cannonball in 2020, and then 2020 got canceled. And then I got my bike running and was ready, and then the motor froze. And now the motor is in New York getting rebuilt by Nussbaum. And now I've by got... By who? Rob Nussbaum. Nussbaum, okay. Retrocycle, New York. And uh, so... I'm I'm under the gun trying to get the bike done again, and I've got so much stuff going on this year that um, being gone for five weeks is just not not an option. Right what about now. the motorcycle chase? Have you thought about doing that? <clears throat> I thought about doing it, and if it wasn't on July Fourth weekend, oh, is that then what I would have I would have thought about doing it because it's only like five or six days. Or yeah, something. it's pretty quick. This this is a short one. The Ozarks would be awesome. Yeah, but. I got a long-standing tradition with having a Fourth of July party. I ain't yeah. trying to miss that. 
But which we do have a July Fourth party this year. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Um, and Ben Nichols is playing. Damn, nice. well, that's good. Got Ben Nichols, <coughs> boys named Sue, Forty Acre Mule, and Matt Hellier. We're making a, we're going big. What about the next party? Let's hear about it. Let's hear about this new spot. Well, let's go there. All right. So one of the reasons I had to bail out of the Cannonball is I got a new partnership, and I got a me and a partner. Um, my buddy Heath Watson, good friend of Rhinos. Mm -hmm. You probably met Heath before. Oh, I know Heath. Okay. Hey Heath, we're going to the river this weekend. Oh, you, you, it'll be late. <laughs> uh, he, uh, we bought a piece of property in Henderson. Mount Enterprise. Mount Enterprise. Yeah. Right Mount near Enterprise. Henderson. It's close to the Cosmic Shed. Randy's the one that knew about this place. And we, uh, we went out there to check out this spot. For something else, turns out it was for sale, and I just got buzzing on that, and we're supposed to close on the property July 7th, so as they say, nothing's 100% until it's, until it's done, mm -hmm. so we're ducks in a row, everything's cruising along, everything's good, everything should go good with the July 7th closing, and then we're planning our first event for July 17th, which is a Saturday. Um, we're going to have a camp out concert. Barbecue. Uh, we've got bands lined up. Planning on having a mini bike race. Uh, what else we got? Gonna have. Tell me about the space. The space. You've been to the space. I haven't been there. You never He's been never to the space. Been there. No. I thought for sure you've been to the space. Yeah, I mean, after that, those pictures <laughs> I saw, I don't know why I haven't. Well, the previously known as Durango's Canyon in Mount Enterprise, Durango's Texas. Durango's Canyon. The story goes, a guy that was the either production manager or tour manager for Willie Nelson, his name was Durango for okay. many years, he and some partners bought this property 15 plus years ago, turned it into an amphitheater, and... It's a crater. It's, it's not like, a man-made crater. It's, a, like, it's like a meteor crater hole in the ground. Like a legit meteor hit this They spot. say... They That's say. what they say. Let's the run with it. Rumor has it. Let's run with it. It's a it's a it's a a natural depression in the ground from a from a meteor crater, whatever. Okay. So there's a it's a, just looks like an amphitheater. There's a stage down the middle and then a big grass hill. It's about the same size as a grass hill at Starplex. Oh wow. It's um, that big. It's pretty big. Uh, they claim that it holds like ten thousand people. I think it holds more than that. Well I'm saying the amphitheater. Yeah. Yeah. The whole property is 116 acres. There's 10 cabins, 150-spot RV park, uh, big restaurant. Cabins. A couple ponds, this and that. Um, talk about um, putting a flat track out there. Mm -hmm. Lance from Dallas HD, your yep. homeboy, yep. has been talking to Jake from Extreme Flat Track about coming out there. We got to, I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but I'm supposed to, get with Jake and talk to him about us doing some stuff up there and getting flat track set up out there. Nice. Uh, rumor has it he was trying to do something with another racetrack. Yep. And now that didn't work out, so now we're looking at doing it at the... Yeah, those flat tracks are tough, dude. Just, you know, just a tough one. Yeah. I'm into it. Yeah. 100%. But we're gonna you gotta make it like, uh, you know, good for the the spectators. That's where it's tough. It's like the good thing about this is from the hill, 
at the top of the amphitheater, you can watch it you all. You see the flat track where we're yeah. where we're talking about putting the flat oh, track. Okay, like down in the depression. Well, no. So there's this what they call the canyon. You know, whatever. It's the the hole the in the ground, the crater. There's cabins along the top of it with balconies that look over down into the stage, and then the flat track would be like in the field right behind that. Okay. So you could see it. I mean, you could watch it. I mean, it'd yeah. be a little bit further than a normal grandstand, but you could totally see it. You could see, you could see the whole happening. field, yeah. yeah. Um, but we're changing the name. The property, they sold the property as is without selling it as a business. So, you know, if we wanted to keep the name, that wasn't an option anyways, but we're changing the name. We're calling it Yellow Rose Canyon. And uh, we're going to put on some events. We're changing some. everything. Yeah. Because... The town hates that fucking place. Is is the real story. I don't think the town, the whole town hates it, but there's well, definitely been some negative. <clears throat> yeah. The owners out there have done some things and had some certain types of events that have drawn negative attention. And we're going to try to get in there, have, a, you know, stick with most, mostly like a country music kind of venue vibe and a family environment kind of place and, you know, just concentrate on having good food. Good music, good times. I don't think so the town of Henderson is 13,000 people. Yeah. And there's 28 churches in this town. So the events they were having out there, a lot of the town, the churches, of course, did not approve of that shit. So what we're going to do is change it up and get, get the town to really support this place. Yeah, I think that that's, we hope. A, that's a good yeah. move. Oh, we can do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, I, I mean, that's my hometown. I I know for a fact that we can. Yeah, that can I mean, be a good I thing mean, or a bad thing. I mean, the diff like we put on events that are, you know, maybe a little rowdy, but they're mostly fun and tasteful. Yeah. You know, even like Southern Throwdown is a family event. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not a debaucherous event. You know, I think that. Uh, the shit we is there went another to venue like that you've been to in Texas or across the country that's similar to it? Fuck that no. you would compare it to? Not really. No. no. I mean it's I mean Oliver went to his first event out there and you can kind of share what, what we that went to what they like. they have a motorcycle rally out there. We call it the blowout, right? It's, it's definitely blowing the fuck out. And, uh, you know, we went... Everything was We went out. to it, and it was just a, two months ago or less, or a month ago or whatever, and it's been going on for... 14 years. 14 years, and it's your standard. I expected to see a lot of motorcycles. There was not very many motorcycles. Yeah. There was more golf carts than motorcycles. There's a and lot there of RVs. Were more Nude people than golf carts. Like the Rot Rally. The the late night Rot Rally? Yeah, that's yeah. what it was like. But it was, um, I mean, it was a successful event because they sold out the RV spots that were hookups, 150 spots of RV hookups. And then on the back of the property had another 200 RVs out there. And then they had all the cabins were sold out. They had people tent camping. I don't know how many hundreds of people tent camping. And then... 60 bucks a pop, too. Well, they made some for the money. weekend, and they didn't have. They had some music, but they didn't have like. That wasn't like a draw. No, nah, I wouldn't say they had like. Any kind of premier band, it was just like let's just get somebody to be on stage. It wasn't like they curated a concert. Yeah. It's just like whoever we can get, you know. It was, and they had the. I mean, it was. They had some good food vendors. They had a bunch of 
typical bike rally vendors, patches, stickers, leather vests, bikinis, dildos, you know, people selling whatever. Seriously. <laughs> you know, the, the standard deal, you yeah. know, just like you see at every little rally kind of thing. And so, I mean, it was pretty cool. There was some cool stuff there, but it was, it was not a motorcycle event, really. No. Sounds more like a motorcycle fetish event. Yeah. Yeah. But man, like there are some motherfuckers in there, some some motherfuckers there with some eighty thousand dollar side by sides. Oh yeah. There's money in the that crowd. I'm just like, ugh. Insane. Yeah. With the Jack toy up. hauler that's but three we, times. I saw that. you know, there was maybe I mean there's thousands of people there. Or yeah, there's a few thousand people there and there was maybe I think there's four a little over four thousand. Yeah. There was maybe there wasn't even a hundred motorcycles in the front parking. Holy shit. And then inside the park there was maybe another I saw I wouldn't say a hundred motorcycles. But I definitely saw Dude, I think of there golf was carts. maybe a hundred motorcycles, period. Yeah. But then they did have like some biker games. Yeah. That were fun that were kind of fun. You know, they, they did like the, you ride with your girl in the back, try to pick tennis balls off the pylon kind of games mm -hmm. and, you know, stuff like that or whatever that seemed to be very entertaining to the crowd. And they had the but downhill we saw race. One, we saw one, uh, bike that was like a... Talking about the trike? No, no, no. That was a, that was kind of a cool... I want to say it was maybe like a 90, Evo bike. That was like the oldest, most classic bike there. Oh, no way. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, we had like your shovelhead was there. Yeah. Only shovelhead in the in the in the in the business. That's it. And then a, just a shitload of ultra classics. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the only other thing you saw. <clears throat> but it was, uh, we didn't stay very long. No. You didn't stick around for the blowjob competition? No, we got a lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> and got the fuck out of there. Oh, I can't imagine why the town of Henderson doesn't stand behind something like that. So did they ever have the Willie Nelson picnic there? I mean, with the bus driver buying that? I mean, it sounds like they had Willie, Willie Nelson yeah. played there as their first event. Event. Really. And then over the years, like you go into the office and there's posters of shows they had over the years, and it's like everyone's played there. Robert O'Keen and Dale Watson, and mm -hmm. you know, I mean, not, people I never heard of country acts that are kind of bigger. Yeah. You know, but. Uh, a lot of people played there before they were big. Like there's, I, you know, they were naming off names of like, mm. I kind of heard that name before, but like, what, there's some girl that's super big right now, country singer, that she played there when she was young. But it's like, you know, they have that whole... I mean, it sounds like it'd be a great place to have one of them country music festivals. Oh, yeah, they have, oh. they have, don't they have oh, like a... Like a ranch But I think they also had like a... Shit. Did they have like a blues festival there too? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they have a blues festival there a bunch of years in a row. Mm -hmm. um, and a, I mean, the list of people that have played there is pretty impressive. So we're pretty excited to get... Is there a lot of trees? There is, Shade there is like f probably 40 acres of just wooded camp area. 
Oh wow! But where the or the crater trail, is trail area. <clears throat> the where the amphitheater is, it's just a it's no open. open. Yeah. But uh, yeah, there's there's plenty of room to get shade. That the entire exterior of that property is tree lined. There's a lot of areas to get in the trees, and there's trails and yeah, a bunch of tra bunch of areas where there are some trails, but you could make some really cool trails. So we're talking about putting a little TT course around the the whole property perimeter. Yeah, I mean it'd probably be like a it could probably be like a a mile. Yeah. Or less. Somewhere. What about some skate stuff? I would love. I mean, everything <clears throat> is down the road. Yeah. I mean, I would love to put some put some skate stuff out there, but we've got to uh, we got to get open. Yep. We got to get it going. Right now, the RV park is is killer. It it has a lot of potential, but it needs some amenities. You know, it needs like an up updated shower. Is that something you guys are going to keep open year round? Yeah, it's open now. It just doesn't get much traffic because they don't. It's not promoted. It's not. They don't do any social media. There's no billboards on the high. None of that shit. And no they're not signage. really. They're not really. They're not really linked up with all the sites. Because when me and Andre are in the RV and we're driving, you can just like get on RV sites and oh, or, yeah. you know and get on RV locator, you know RV park locator things and like Bing Bing Bing. It'll show you. They're not linked up to any of that. It's hard to find the place on. Google if you type in RV park kind of stuff. So a lot of this little simple things like that will get it, get the word out there. Well, when I heard that an outdoor venue is in the works, I I mean, this is a great time for that. I'm bummed you're not going to be there. <clears throat> oh, well, for the first event, you know. Like, I know. There's going to be more. Oh, there's going to be a lot more. <laughs> yeah. uh, but no, I just, I thought it was a killer idea and a great, a great move. I'm Man, when we went, when we went out there to look at this place, me and all <laughs> Me and Randy. Uh, That's what cocaine does. And this guy, this guy's giving us a tour. Yeah. As we come, we're coming out of the last cabin, he tells us it's for sale. And this motherfucker walks outside and he's like, oh, we're getting this fucking place. <laughs> <laughs> we are fucking, I'm going to fucking sell fucking this, that. Like, oh, fuck. And oh, soon yeah. as soon as we get in the van, he's immediately on his phone, like, hey. Making it happen. <laughs> Yeah, Andre, Russell's here out, so be careful. Don't let him out. Thank oh, you, sir. Sorry. Don't be sorry. Don't be sorry. That's Fernie. Yeah, so you knew right out of the gate. I what, mean, what I, are you guys going to look at it for, anyways? Are we trying to do throwdown out there, or what? We're looking at it for a future event that we'll talk about later. Oh, okay. We don't want to talk about that. I just, I don't think we want to get. I don't know why. I mean, it's fucking. I mean, there's a rumor. There. <laughs> that Born Free is coming to Texas. I've seen this. So we're we're looking at it for that. Okay. And uh, we when about halfway through touring the place, we're like, this is fucking perfect. That's the spot for a Born Free event. Uh, and then when it was for sale, I was just like, Pfft. I'm. I mean, I kind of get, I kind of get wild about things. And I'll just, and I'll, I'll get, I'll like get an idea, and I will just run with it. Yeah. And so, a lot of times people think that I'm just crazy and talking shit, but I, I mean, I just, oh, couldn't, I knew I you just for, could I knew not, you were for real. I came home that night, and I was like, told Otter about it, and I'm just like, 
I come up with, sometimes I come up with these, you know, I come up with some idea and I'm like, or something, the opportunity or something's going on. And we have so much shit going on in our life. I'll come home and I'll be like, Inaudra will just be like, yeah, you're fucking out of your mind. <laughs> we have too much shit going on to even think about doing something else. You know, so I'm kind of thinking like, I'm probably crazy. This is probably never going to work. This is probably a bad idea. But we got to do it. <laughs> we got to do it. You know, and so then, but then, you know, sure enough, I tell Audra the whole story and she's like, we got to do it. Oh, she and was on like, board from the get go. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then, you know, you tell people about things and they get kind of like into it and they're kind of like, yeah, that sounds cool. That sounds cool. But once. Once we go out there, like I told Rhino, and I told fucking, we told Heath, and we told, you know, we're just talking about that. I I tried to buy it and couldn't get financing all on my own, you know. Uh, and I, you know, Rhino's like, hey, you should call Heath. And I might call Heath, and I'll tell, kind of explain it to him. And he's like, yeah, you know. And you can you can kind of sell somebody on something, but once you go there. And you walk around, like once Heath walked around out there, he's like, we gotta get this place. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And Audra's the same way, you know, and Sean, we all went out there. And when I was, the last, every time I've been out there, just standing around, you just look around and you're just like, gotta fucking have it. I mean, this is too cool, too great. Yeah. And it's, and it's not that far. Two hours from Dallas is not bad. I think the key selling point to having concerts out there. Um, if you can book good events and book good bands and have have cool shit out there, it's close to Tyler, Nacogdoches, and all Longview, all right in the middle Texas. of those three towns, yeah. which all have college kid crew, you know, that would come to concerts. But people coming from Dallas or coming from it's only an hour from Shreveport. People come from Dallas Fort Worth area, it's a couple hours. Yeah. The beauty is come there for a Saturday night concert and then just camp. Yeah. So the kind of people that if you have an RV or if you want to rent a cabin or you, if you're the kind of person that will throw a tent up, you know, you can not have to drive home two mm -hmm. hours at one in the morning, which Yeah, I mean, is it's great. just far enough where that is the only move, you know, yeah. to do an event. Well, you going to come out there if we have Kid Rock, man? This motherfucker drove me insane on the way home. What, listening to Kid Rock? <laughs> Dude, he was trying to make a video. Oh. This went on for like I was, over I two was hours. I was literally just using the song to like go through the video. He was and once I noticed how much it was bugging Scott, I was like, well, I'm just going to go with this song. Finally, I was like, dude, you got to turn that shit off. <laughs> I mean, I, I honestly... Oh, he'd pack that place out in East I Texas. just don't... I mean, I don't have anything against Kid Rock. I just don't really... I... Not a hundred percent sure if I would recognize the songs if I heard yeah, them. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Same here. Oh, Scott will recognize. Like it's kind one of, of them, but it's for rock and sure. roll, right? Yeah, it's rock it's and like roll. Country-ish. He's kind of gone. Yeah, it's, it's like rap country. But rock is he and roll. rapping or is he just like? Oh, he's rapping. Yeah, I wouldn't call it rapping. It's like. With Not as Hill much Billy rapping talking. as like the new country with Hill rap Billy music. talking. Oh come on, Hill Billy talking with yeah, the with the D O G to the. Oh D -O yeah, well that first <laughs> album, that one song, the one song I was he's rapping. Yeah. All right, I so I thought God. it was more like it's like country rock, but I guess there's some rap in there. Uh, he's like, this is the best song he's ever come out with. I'm like, turn that. It was, shit. dude. Oh, it I really kind of. 
from what I've seen in Kid Rock, I think he's fucking hilarious. Yeah. He's a showman. I like he's him more an than a fucking actor, oh, to man. be honest. Oh, he's, not, he's not a good actor at all. I mean, he was really he good. He proved that in Joe Dirt. He was great in Joe oh, Dirt. Oh, was so good in Joe <laughs> Dirt. I mean, he nailed it, but... I mean, I don't was... think there's any good actors in Joe Dirt. Let's talk oh, seriously. come on. Jamie Presley <laughs> is so talented. I wouldn't... Yeah. I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say she's acting. Oh, no. Just talented. All right. I need a pee break. Um, Y'all want to keep talking? I'll be right back. Okay. Uh, you gotta, you gotta unhook yourself. <laughs> Don't run off of that. Ricardo, take over my spot. You're up, Ricardo. All right. So, Scott, are you excited? I'm. I mean, this is. A, I'm really excited, man. I'm gonna be the one that's moving back home, and living yeah, out you're there. You're going out there. Yeah. So you're gonna be like a live-in security. Haven't the week? I haven't really figured out if you're gonna be if an, I'm RV, an actually RV slumlord. Fuck no. Cleaning out septics? No. The shitters? I'm going to just make sure everybody's doing their fucking job when nobody else is around. So is the restaurant going to be a full-time gig out there? Only when Rhino comes out. That's going to be his gig. Rhino's Kitchen. Damn, that kitchen's going to be Full good. bar. No yeah. way. Yep. So I'll be the only one moving out there. And the reason I'm doing it is just because, you know, we want to make sure fucking people are doing their job out there, like yeah. maintaining the place, doing their job. You're not gonna be and there. I don't know why in the fuck I agreed to do that. Like, I don't <laughs> want to fucking move back to this little ass town and be away from all my butt. The only person I know there is little Billy. done out there. The only yeah. person you know is who? Billy. Oh, Billy Frank. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the rest, you know, growing up there, all of my high school buddies have either moved away or... And the ones that didn't, you're not real stoked about no, seeing? No, not really. <laughs> Absolutely not. Oh, man. I mean, I think that the possibilities are endless. Oh, the I think... shows that you guys can I have I think we're going to kill it, man. During the Syrup Festival, that's like 40,000 people. The Syrup Festival. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, it has nothing to do with that's fucking like syrup. Up north, they got the Huckleberry Jam. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> yeah, what are so, they... But that's 40,000... trees out there or some shit? Dude, it's all pine. Do they make syrup so, out of pine trees? When we went to that fucking festival during the Shed Run... I didn't see a single fucking jar of syrup anywhere. It's just nothing but food vendors, and there's like and that happens you know, downtown square dancing. Yeah, yeah. Oliver got to talking about syrup festival. Yep, yep. I didn't know they made syrup out of pine trees. Did you see any syrup um, during that festival? Because I didn't. Oh yeah, people were selling syrup. I missed it. Because the hell are those little merch booths and people were selling uh, syrups. I did not know they made syrup out of pine trees. I mean, do they? I mean, fuck if I know. I don't think so. That'd be horrible. I think it's maples. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely maples. There's I've no never maple seen, trees out I there. I don't know of any, I mean, the, uh, maple syrup. Yeah, that's it. No pine syrup. No. Pine sap. Pine sap. Mm -hmm. What's the difference between sap and syrup? <laughs> one sweet and one ain't. I don't fucking know. <laughs> one I've never tried sap. <laughs> Man. Doesn't sound near as good as syrup, though, does it? Well, I mean, I love syrup. Yeah. I had some syrup yesterday. 
Dude, I pulled some Huckleberry <laughs> honey out of my boot this morning. Before I've I never even on. heard of that shit. What, Huckleberries? Oh, they make Huckleberry everything, dude. Yeah, you've been, you haven't been to Sturgis before? Oh, God. Everything, Huckleberry lip balm. <laughs> you think I'm kidding? I know you're not, dude. Oh, I just bought some Huckleberry had, lip balm. That, that, that <laughs> Mexican lady made us Huckleberry peach pie, oh, dude. Fuck, oh, it was so, so good. insane. They dude. literally, we stopped at a store, like, you know, some gas station gift shop. Mm-hmm. And inside that gift shop, you name it, they had it. Huckleberry chocolate bar, Huckleberry coffee, Huckleberry this, Huckleberry that. Uh, My wife was asking me about it, and I was like, well, I guess it's not good enough to export because... You don't find it anywhere but up there. I don't yeah. think. I, I don't think there's there enough, not of, enough it? of it. I don't think there's enough. If of you it. go to those stores like you were just talking about. It seems like there's enough of it because they mm, got it. There's in enough everything. of it for for that for that region of the country. And that's but, it. You know, there's not even enough pork for McDonald's to have the McRib year round. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you? That is bullshit. Dude. It's true. The no. reason the, the reason the McDonald's only has the McRib for a portion of the year. Is McDonald's buys the shitty processed chewed up pork shit that they buy, mm-hmm. and they buy it all year long. And when they get enough to press it in those patties and release it, they put it out until they sell out, and then they keep buying it. There's not enough for them to just have it year round. How many McRibs have you had, Oliver? None in 20 years. But when I was a kid, <laughs> there's not enough for them to get the scraps. Yeah. To make those. Patties. Just saying, there's not an, there's not enough Huckleberry for it to be in every city. Okay. Because, like, you go up to the East But Coast. I mean, like, even Huckleberry-flavored stuff, you know? Like, they could make uh, artificial artificial Huckleberry flavor not for a popsicle. Know, not enough people know what it is to care. But you go up to the East Coast. No, it's just not that good. It, did you not think it was good? I mean, it's good, but it's not as good as, like, a raspberry or a blackberry. Peach. Yeah. You know? I don't really like blackberry, but... I mean, if I had a choice, if I was going to buy an artificially flavored thing of ice cream, yeah, the only reason that Huckleberry sounds appeasing is because I'm in Huckleberry country. Yeah, but if you go up to the East Coast, there's like thousands of miles of cranberry fields. There's not thousands of miles of Huckleberry fields. It's because nobody cares to grow them that much. Maybe so. I mean, I don't even know what a Huckleberry plant looks like. Maybe it just doesn't put off enough fruit to make it like an efficient crop. So like they just get all that shit from the yeah. wild up there. Well, maybe it's not good enough to make its own cobbler. You gotta have peach. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> With huckleberry. In it, it was it was the best one I had. We had some just huckleberry pie, but it wasn't as good. But the peach. This is the peach pie. Oh fuck, it was It would have been just as good if it was just peach without the huckleberry. <laughs> 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 oh shit. So when is the syrup festival? What are you guys going to do? It's in November. Oh, November. Yeah. I think it's the 16th, 17th. Yeah, so hopefully this thing goes off. Hopefully we have an event soon. Hopefully we can start planning multiple events. The 17th is going to be the first one? Yeah, that's the plan. We haven't announced it yet because we're waiting for everything to be 100%. But we do have bands lined up. We do have... uh, we tried, to, we tried to get uh, this amazing band, Outbound Train, to play, but they were unavailable. Yeah. 
I think they're hooked on cocaine or something. Oh, damn. They're definitely doing Well, it. somebody took their they were drummer up, up to cocaine country. They were, they were, up, in, they were up in Huckleberry country yeah. doing cocaine. Oh, man. Who do we have playing anyway? Do we, do we talk about that? I mean, this oh. is going to go out about the 7th. Well. Let's see. Yeah, we, it'll, uh, it'll just wait till the 7th. It'll we, come uh, out. And then we can just say, it's all canceled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, this is actually going to come out this So tentatively, tentatively, we have uh, AJ Cat. Johnson, Black Sunday. We have Matt the Cat, and we have the Vandaliers Trio. The Vandaliers Trio. Mm -hmm. so what does that mean? They don't have the drummer? Yeah. Okay. You can come sit in. No, no, no. Josh, Josh does just fine on his own. Uh yeah, I mean, I like the Mandalorians. I think it'll be great. Yeah. Um, I'm also talking to Abraham Alexander. I don't know that one. He's a guy out of Fort Worth. Mm -hmm. Who's the guy that played at your little deal you had out here? He was on the back of the trailer by himself. Corey Brandon? That dude's killer, man. You ever heard him? Mm -mm. Corey Brandon? Uh, Memphis, Tennessee boy? I think he lives in Nashville now. Or maybe he moved back to Tennessee, Memphis. But uh, he's great. Solo guy. Never really had a... He's had a couple albums where there was band on it, but he's kind of never really been... Just a, travels by himself. He never really had a, a full-time band or whatever. It's a lot easier to him and, by him and, uh, He's got some good songs, though. For oh, sure. he's great. Really great. Uh, him and uh, him and Ben were young friends and played together a lot when they were younger, um, along with, like, John Snodgrass and the Drag, Drag the River guys and Frank Turner and all those Frank dudes. Turner... Back when Frank Turner was young and not a massive pop star in England. <laughs> Is he Frank Turner from the States? Mm -mm. Okay. No, but he, when he first started coming over here, he was just Frank Turner by himself and he was just a kind of like, you know, trying to be like Chuck Reagan and Ben Nichols and do solo. And mm -hmm. But now he's like. Fucking huge. 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 Yeah. Pop, he's a pop star now, dude. Did he play. With Lucero at Red Rocks? Not when I was there. He might have at one point, but I not when I was there. Hmm. Okay. I thought I could have sworn that that's who we saw up there with Lucero. No. Guess not. The beginning of that tour is like 2017 or 18. Man, maybe. Beginning of your bike riders tour? Maybe it was. No, it was face-to-face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe it wasn't. It was face-to-face -face doing their country set. I wonder why set. I thought that. <clears throat> yeah, that's right. They did their country set. Yeah, which I love. It was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I liked face-to-face -face when I was young. That was one of my favorite bands. It was funny songs. hearing those songs in the country form. Well, I, I don't know this for a fact, but I think that... You know, the, the guys from Face to Face, like, they're getting older, but they like country music, and they love Lucero. And some younger country-type bands started covering their songs, and they're like, well, shit, if you're going to play our songs country, fuck you, yeah, we're going to play our songs country. For you guys, then we're going to make it work for <laughs> we're us. We're going to play our songs country. Well, a bunch of bands did that, like <laughs> MXPX. Oh, yeah. Uh... You know, a handful of them. Oh, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get half Mike. the people that were on Warp Tour back in the day are now in country bands. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get Mike to come out and play the new place. Yeah. Yeah. 
I got a great story about Mike, Mike Herrera going country. We were, I was on tour with them, and we were in Atlantic City, and we went out and we gambled, and we fucking won a shitload of money at the fucking Taj. And uh, we got back on the bus. We're hanging out, partying late, and he's like, had wrote, he wrote some song, and he played it, and he was like, he was like kind of working through it. And he's like, and I'm sitting back there, and we used to just sit back there and sing and talk and whatever a bunch, you know, and he was just like, what do you think? And I'm like, he's like, I was just like, I go, man, I don't think that's a punk song. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I think it's a country song. And he's like, and I'm like, just take a breath, slow down, and play that song like a country song. And he did, and he got like fucking two lines into it, and he goes, oh man, it's a country song. <laughs> so you're the reason Tumble no, Down No, I'm not the exists? reason. He was already working on Tumble Down, okay. but he was trying to write some songs for a new MXPX record, Okay. but he had already made some Tumble Down songs, okay. but he, so was he was so he much was in the mindset, he was already so yeah. thinking, he was already so much doing so much country that he was trying to write a punk song, and I was like, nope. Didn't, You're, still didn't country, yeah. You're still writing country, dude. You're still writing country. Oh, that's awesome. Dude, I enjoyed the shit out of his concerts back in the day. Dude, they're fun. They're they so were fun. such a fun band to watch. They're so fun. Yeah. I did a lot of tours with MXPX. I met them on Warp Tour, and then on the, the non-Warp Tour part of the year, I would just get on the bus with them and go yeah. tattoo for a few Tattooed Mike Herrera's back piece in the upstairs green room at the fucking 930 Club. Nine, where's that? In D.C. Oh, the wow. The world famous 930 Club in D.C. where fucking bad brains and shit used to play. Yeah. Uh, so that was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. I'm like, damn, I'm in the fucking green room at the 930 Club? Tatting a back piece? Tattooing? And uh, we worked on his back piece until like, till set time. Oh, until it's time to go I'm on. like, just, and he's like, and they're like, Mike, you got to go. And I'm like, wipe it down and run out on the stage, fucking dripping out everywhere. Fuck. <laughs> Pretty fun. Yeah, I was, I was wondering, do you do those tattoos before they're playing or after? I guess it's all ahead of time, right? After they're done playing, they don't want to sit down and get tattooed. Man, I tattooed, it might have been, I'm trying to remember who it was. It might have been Brian Venable from Lucero, the guitar player. I tattooed him, and then they had to play, and then they came back and I finished it. Like, we had to stop from the play and then came back and finish it. It was miserable. <laughs> he was or you were? He was. Yeah. I mean, getting tattooed, and then running out and playing a show for an hour, and then coming back and fucking getting back onto the tattoo. That's not fun. Yeah, I got one and that was it. He stopped. That was it. It's not too late. I got commitment problems. I don't like any art that much. <laughs> oh man, that's why. You, yeah, you don't have to. You don't. You, some people, people that think about it too much, shouldn't get tattooed. No, that's no what way. I say. If people are like, well, I don't know what I want, then don't get tattooed. Yeah. I knew one tattoo I wanted, and I got it, and that was it. Yeah, done. One and done. I feel and it's like terrible. Just, I feel like you just need like <clears throat> just a bunch of. Party tats. What? 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 <laughs> when you, when you and Randy tattoo? out on the Lolo Run, all hopped up on cocaine, y'all can just tattoo each other. Yeah, we should have. What? What is your tattoo, anyways? Uh, is it a reaper? No, it's an Indian. Uh oh. Playing a few, flute. My great granduncle drew. You need a reaper. Ago. Have you seen his tattoo? I've seen. Yeah. People on the fucking trip were like, "What the fuck is on Dan's back?" <laughs> 
I have seen it. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think that's a good time to end right there on my tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> I got a piss. You All guys right. got a meeting or what? We got a we meeting. We do. Two o'clock. Where's it at? Downtown. Deep Ellum. Dallas, Texas. Heart and hand. I mean, I want to go check out this facility. It's two hours from here. When are you guys going out there next? Uh, I haven't even pretty, looked. Pretty soon. Uh, we're going to... we got to go meet the city council, don't we? We're going to go out there. But definitely, as soon as we close, we're going to go out there and do a big assessment and try to figure some shit out. Because, you know, there's like the cabins that have going to need sheets. Got to do an inventory. You know? You don't want to use the leftovers from the Ooh, <coughs> run to the crater no. event? Yeah, but if you roll in there at night get, with a We're going to get out there and, and uh, get into it pretty pretty quick. Yeah. But, uh, man, if the weekend, what are you doing on the, the weekend of that 10th or whatever? Oh, the 10th, I'll be gone. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to say, we're going to be out there that weekend. I think that's exactly when we're leaving, actually. Where are you going? New Mexico. Rio Dosa? Red River. Red River? Red River till I go to Sturgis. Cool. I'm trying I'm trying to go to Sturgis. You going to Sturgis? I'm trying not to go to Sturgis. I'm uh I we did have a huge big trip planned to go to Glacier and do everything and then go to Sturgis and then come home. I gotta be home for the eleventh because it's Friday thirteenth weekend, so mm -hmm. I'm gonna leave Sturgis on like the ninth. But now it doesn't. So you want to do Glacier ahead of time? Yeah, we're gonna to go to Glacier first. But now, with all this shit going, on, I don't. I don't know if how long I can be gone. So I might just jam. I might just jam to Utah. Go to the tat shop. That's what, hold on. I'm gonna take a piss. We need to talk about that. The new tat shop. All right. Yeah. Or you guys can start. I gotta piss. Legends, dude. That place was fucking sick. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Old Junk's calling. So, uh, tell me something else, Randy. What do you want to know? Other than cocaine, did you do any other drugs on the trip? Smoke a little bit of weed and drink some whiskey. That was it. And who 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 was providing this cocaine? Call what was the throwing what was their, names what out. What was their full name <laughs> and driver's license number? I have a feeling it was Tony Medellin. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> oh. Tony had all kinds of shit. <laughs> so, man, we got to get Tony to Dallas this, again. Hey, this, this no, I better not say it. Let's just say you had a good time. Yeah, and you survived. Yeah, it was a great. Did your time. girlfriend know you were doing the cocaine mm -hmm. out there? Okay, good. So you're not keeping any secrets. Were you writing me a note? Oh, you did some... Nah. No, I didn't. <laughs> but it was there in a pen form. Oh, yeah. You got to have the pen. Never even heard God of that God has a pen. I want to try it. We don't want to talk about that? No. Dan. Yeah. You want to talk about Randy doing DMT or not? No, I did not do DMT. No, I did not do it. <laughs> there is an option. I want to try picked, it. Well, he picked cocaine instead of DMT. I definitely, I want to try it. I don't know. Have you tried it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I want to try it. 
You never tried it? No, I want to try it. Oh, oh, really? You want to try DMT? Yeah. I mean, I've, I've done a lot of research on it. And I've oh, you to, did? And I've talked to a lot of people that have done it. Yeah. I have a lot of friends that have done it, like, not like to party, but have extensively done it. Uh, I'm pretty interested in it. It's insane. Like, yeah. it's hard to even put I mean, into I, words. I, I, understand, I mean, I've had many, I want to say I had many hours of conversation about it. So I kind of understand. What I think it the is. craziest thing about it, you know, I've done mescaline, acid, yeah, mushrooms. Me too. Me too. And it's oh. nothing like any of those. It's like just, and that's it, hard to even fathom that there's a hallucinogen that's it's more, not, but, I, but it's but from different. what I understand, it's not a hallucinogen. Because an hallucinogen like LSD or mushrooms makes you see with your eyes, your optics, and changes the transference of what's communicating from your eyes to your brain. DMT is internal. It's more imagination. It's more seeing inside your brain. You're not looking. It does. What I understand it definitely it, affects. No, that it fucks too. up your vision. Yeah. But the things you're seeing aren't like you're not seeing that duck move around. You're seeing something else. You're seeing. You're internalizing. Your brain is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. But I keep enough at the house to where I can let people do it. Just to hear what they have to say if, about it. If you want, <laughs> hey, if you want a good story, yeah. Oliver, you need to tell them your fucking acid trip story you told me. That's a long story. Oh my god, though, <laughs> is it fucking out of control? Dude. I did a lot of acid when I was young. A lot, a lot. Like all at once? I did a lot all at once, a lot of times. Over a lot of times? I mean, I did acid every day for eight months. Tell them how Holy much you took. The fuck, most you dude. ever took. I did 40-something hits one time. I did an uncountable amount, way over 100 hits. <laughs> and, and where'd you end up? I ended up in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> For days, not knowing who I was. <laughs> naked, fucking... Covering blood. Naked and afraid. Oh, man. I, I was on a different planet. Um, long story. Who did you do this with? How did it escalate? Lollapalooza. Here in, in Dallas? Place. Yeah, man. Got wild. I mean, how much, do we have how much time we got? Yeah, we got it. Let's go. Well, I'll tell you the real quick, quick, quick version. First year Lollapalooza came, me and my buddies, we took a shitload of acid and got wild. And it was amazing. Second year Lollapalooza, we're like... Like, how did you guys do it? Did you, like, throw it in the water bottle, everybody drink it, or you guys... Take a bunch of paper hits a piece. Uh, we had liquid, we had paper, we had masculine, we had fucking you name it. I mean, I was fucking putting a drop of LSD twenty five in each eye, fucking taking ten hits at a time, fucking. <laughs> we were fuckers insane. We're yeah. doing all, so. We got wild the first year. The okay. next year, we're like, dude, last year was so good. We're going big this year. So we like. Because the first year wasn't big enough. I mean, it was big, but we went wild the next year. The next year, we bought a, got a whole vial. We got fucking just shitloads. I we were selling acid at the time, and so we we get the pages. He sold that shit to me. We get the pages, and you separate it into sheets. <clears throat> mm -hmm. But on the edge of the page, there's the border, and we called it the strip. And I would save the strips, and when you when they soak the paper in the LSD and then hang it to dry, you could put it under a black light and you could see the concentration. So you oh, could okay. literally pick 
heavy doses. Certain hits were strong, but the edge of the paper was always strong. Okay. And so you just take, it's all perforated, so you take the edge of the strip. I saved strips for months and had this fucking sandwich bag full of strips. And so we were just chewing them like bubble gum. Just. But I got totally wild out. I thought that we were like, I thought that we were, I thought that the Starplex was a prison. I thought they were, that we were being slaughtered. And I thought they were coming after us. And I tried to convince everybody we had to escape. And nobody would listen to me. And so I escaped on my own. And like, I like climbed the fence to get out of this fucking place. <laughs> behind Dude, the concession so stand. Good. Behind the concession stand, I escaped. Okay. Like, I could have just walked out the front door. Absolutely. But could've. no, there's, but I'll go to leave and there's like the gates. You know how they look? Like those big, those old turnstile gates? Uh-huh. Like they, they're not the same gates anymore, but it used to be like those big turnstile gates like this. Mm-hmm. And there's, you go through, looks like jail. Yeah. You know, and then there's like wire fence above it. And then there's cops standing there. <laughs> Hell yeah, we're in prison, dude. I got to escape. So I escape and end up running around Fair Park in the ghetto. Yeah, it's a great neighborhood. And then end up like giving a bunch of money away to people and getting butt naked and running around and all these teenage kids beat me with two by fours until no the cops <laughs> until the cops came and wrangled me in the back of their cop car naked and covered in blood and then I came to like 18 hours later strapped down to a gurney in the hallway at Parkland naked just covered in a bloody sheet and I needed stitches in 14 places oh and they were waiting word. they were waiting for me to like be lucid before they could give me stitches, because every time they got near me, I was just like, <laughs> screaming and shit. Oh my gosh. But then I finally, you know. They couldn't figure his name yeah, out. Yeah, finally, finally I came down enough that I knew my name, but I could only remember my first name, and I didn't know, but I didn't know anything about where I was, and they asked me if I was on drugs, and I said, oh yeah. Oh yeah. And they're like, what kind of- I just kinda? broke out of jail. But, then I got stitched up. My friends picked me up, took me home to their house. I stayed at their house for like two days, and I was like balls to the wall tripping for like two more days. Holy shit. But I ate like hundreds of bits. Yeah. It was wild. Dude, the most I've ever done was five. And five this motherfucker, this motherfucker tells me hundreds. Dude, we took, me and my How buddies. How are you alive? You know, you know Denny's on, on 75 no. and, and fits you? No. I do. Like, there's a La Quinta and a Denny's yep. right there on 75. I lived in a house on Pershing Boulevard right behind there, me and two buddies. One time, we sat in that house, and we took fucking five hits every hour for, like, three days. In the house? We just sat in there, just, like, every hour at alarm. What the like, hell are you doing? We had a little, little radio clock alarm and had it set, and it would, like, me, me. Like, ow, ow. <laughs> every time it beat, we just oh eat acid. God. <laughs> Oh, I've come to like getting blackout drunk, you know, and I eat it and then I come to and I'm fucking tripping somewhere. Oh man, we were living somewhere. I think two or three days is the longest. And it was with mescaline, which was a lot easier on the body than fucking acid. We were wild. I'm surprised that I I made it. I'm surprised that like your brain still functions. Well, for the first, after I got, I got, ended up going to jail. You know, got busted a few times. Got a couple felonies for possession of LSD. Went to pri- went to jail. Almost went to prison for like a really long time, but got lucky and got a got um, the boot camp program. Okay. I was, it was right before I turned 21, and so the program was for minors. Um, 
and I got to go to the boot camp program. So I turned I turned 21 in prison, just Doing like the song. Yeah. But I only did seven months. But I got out, and I've been sober ever since. And that was in I got out in like 91. Was it the boot camp, or was it you just like, all right, this has got to stop? Oh yeah, I mean, I was like, I don't want to go to. J I mean, I went to jail long enough to know that I don't want to go to jail. <laughs> Let me tell you right now. <laughs> Some people that go to jail and then keep doing it, I'm just like, I don't know what Jail sucks. Yeah, jail's bad. So I got out of jail and stayed out of jail. Um, and since then, the only really thing I've done, I've been to jail a few times for like not paying my speeding tickets, but mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah. Um, but man, the first couple years after that of being sober, I would have flashbacks every once in a while. <laughs> Like, how were your flashbacks? Because I have, like, uh, what most people would refer to as a deja vu moments, where well, it's, like, a little bit more intense than a deja vu moment. I, I probably had 10 full-blown peaking trips in the, in the first couple of years. <laughs> like, I was tattooing Mike Bond, tattooing his forearm, and I'm, like, tattooing him, and all of a sudden I start feeling weird. And I'm just like, oh, man. And I'm like... I was like, "Hey man, I think we gotta. I think we gotta finish this later. I'm not. I'm fucking feeling weird." And he's all like, "Fuck you, pussy! Come on!" <laughs> and I'm like, "And I'm like." So then I'm like, "I'm like, man, I can't see this fucking. I can't see this line." And like, I'm confused. You know, and I'm just like feeling weird. And you don't. You should be like, "Oh, I'm about, I'm tripping," but you yes. don't. You don't think that way. Your mind is like fucking. You're with not you. associating so it. So then I like do one line, and I'm like, I look at him, and I'm just like. That's a big dick. And I was like, no, no. And then I, so then there's a line, the stencil's here. And I go to like do another line and it just totally off the stencil. And Mike's like, what are you doing? And I'm just all like, I sit up and I just go. And I looked, because I'd just been staring here. I'd just been living in this small little bubble looking at this tattoo. And I sit up and look around the room and I just go, dude, I'm tripping. And he's like, what? And then I just like sit back in my chair. And I'm all like, Aah. and I'm just like balls out, just blazing, tripping. And he's just like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I was like, I couldn't even get up. I couldn't walk around. I was just like totally tripping. Fuck. And then another time I like, me and my girlfriend were going to a show at Trees. And we got out and we're walking down Elm Street. Like where Loose, Ch we were standing right in front of where Loose Change was. Like where Serious Peace is now. Mm -hmm. And I stopped and I was like, man, I feel weird. And she looks at me, this is like a couple years later after the Mike Bonnet incident. And she's all this bitchy girl. She's like, hey, come on, we're gonna be late. And I just stand there and I don't move. And she comes back, she grabs my arm and I'm just all like, and then she starts dragging me. So I start walking again. We get to the corner and there's a car coming. So we stop and then the car leaves and they start walking. And then she turns around, and I'm just laying on the ground. <laughs> and I'm just laying on the sidewalk, just looking up. And she's like, oh, what the fuck are you doing? And then right as soon, and then I look up at her, and I'm like, I'm tripping. <laughs> she's like, what are you talking about? And I'm just like, this the, so this is this girl I was dating. You know, I told her that I used to do acid. And, but I was like, I'm having a flashback. She thought I was just being an asshole and fucking around. I was like, I'm fucked up. She's like, what are you, you took acid? I'm like, well, not today. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, definitely never experienced that. Yeah, it was wild. How but long I, would the flashbacks last? That, the one where we were supposed to be going to that tree show lasted uh, over an hour. Like, I was God, like, tripping, damn. tripping. A few of them would last. You hadn't had any in... 
forever. At that time, it had been like six or seven years. No, I mean, from this point now. At that point, it was, that was, let me see what year that was, 91, 96, 97. It had been five years, probably. Because I'd opened Elm Street by then. Wow. And Elm Street opened in 96. This really makes me never want to get in a fucking vehicle with you. (laughs) (laughs) All of a sudden, just be like, (laughs) bang! But... What were we talking about before this? I don't know, Randy brought up the acid trip. Oh, we're going to talk about Legends Motorcycle oh, Museum that's Utah. Right, dude. That I can't believe Scott was going to let us drive by so close. I was like, you got to see this place. You got to see this place. It's fucking cool. Dude, it was um, fucking rad. That dude owns that whole area, the doesn't whole he? parking the lot complex. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he opened now the Mexican restaurant is open. They opened it last weekend. So um, what's in all the other containers? There's going to be a movie theater. And a container? Dude, it's three stories tall, and it's all empty. One big open room, and it's like oh, an old-school opera theater inside there. It wow. looks... They're just... Where was that from the tattoo shop? So if you're standing on the front door of the tattoo shop looking out the courtyard, yeah. it's that left three-story tall one. Okay. That's wow. going to be a movie theater. Yeah. And there's a big sign out front that says, like, Cargo Theater. Cargo Cinema. Hmm. Um... But the Mexican restaurant, which is on the third floor, straight across from the tattoo shop, is yep. now open. And then the, you saw the wall of death in there, right? Whoa! Oh man! What? So the tattoo shop is right here, and then next door is the big cylinder, like a water tower looking yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's a Italian restaurant pizza place, and in it's the round. Cylinder. It's round in there. So at the base floor is the restaurant. And then there's like off to the side is the kitchen and the pizza oven is all in there. And then up above, there's like a balcony rail that goes in a circle where there's tables around the edge, but you can see down the center. And then the whole top, looking no up, way. looking up. So you get to see it from the bottom? So when you're, no. in, when you're sitting in the no, restaurant, no, no. the ceiling goes up and it's round, but the 10 feet above where you're sitting is all boarded out and there's motorcycles mounted to the wall. Like like six or seven motorcycles mounted to the wall, like they're going around. Oh, okay. that's gnarly. Are they gonna ride in no, there? No, 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 oh, no. Okay. It's just they're just mounted in there, like display, and they're old like board tracker bikes and old wall of death bikes that are boarded up, like mounted up gotcha. in there. It's fucking killer, dude. That dude, the tat shop's killer. Tat shop's killer. I mean, that was our first weekend open, and we were jamming. We went to the bar the night before me and Ochoa, and everybody in town was like, "Yeah, we're ready, tat shop. We can't wait." You know. Because everybody's been hearing about it. No and there's shit. not really... I mean, it's kind of a little small town. Did you find anybody to work there? We're hiring right now. And we're looking for guest artists. Any tattooers that want to go guest spot up there, they can hit us up. And I mean, there's what... How many of the guys tattoo in Boise or Salt Lake? On the Lolo run? Yeah. Who of them? Matt and Luke and Sean, I think, were the only ones that weren't tattoo artists. Yeah. And us. Yeah. So we're, we, we're, we've got... How did you hook up with this guy? I mean, I so I saw him at Meekum when he bought those two Indian Larry bikes. I yeah. thought I'd never see him again, really. So Rick built that whole complex. with the, He's got a, a vision for the whole thing. Rick's the guy that... Okay, that owns it. The Rick's, he owns the museum. He owns all he that shit. He builds homes for a living. He's then. a contractor, yeah. dude. He had a vision for the whole place. And he wanted a barber shop in there. So he built out the barber shop and found the local barber to run it. And then he wanted um, a tattoo shop. So he was talking to a local, some tattooer from somewhere up there 
but it just it went sour mm-hmm. whatever I don't know who the guy was or what the deal was but it was like whatever um, so he's looking for a tattooer um, Joey Yaman is helping him out with that museum and helping him out with buying bikes and whatever and so they he tells them about me and they call me up and he's like hey we want to want to see about opening a shop up here we're blah 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 and I'm like man Utah what I mean what am I gonna do I can fucking live in Dallas man I can't fucking yeah whatever and they're like, well, you should come up and check out the place. And they're like, we'll fly you up here to check out the place. I'm like, well, I can't get on an airplane. They don't let me on the airplane because the whole mask shit's going on. Get a bunch of acid. On. No, because you got to wear a mask to get on an airplane. Okay. I can get on a fucking... I can get on an airplane. <laughs> so you've, you've skated not wearing a mask at all? I have not seen him wear one at all. I don't wear one. Yeah. Now, I haven't worn one. Went to the, 30 states. The Denver trip we went on, he was like, if I see any of you motherfuckers put a mask on. <laughs> I'm like, don't even think about it. We've got a gas station and what's his name? Pull that mask like going in. Steve, and I was like, no, no. Uh, I went to 30 states in 2020. Mm-hmm. Zero mask. Yeah. No, zero problems. You know what I did? I got gas. I got food. I rode my motorcycle. I kept going. No problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, you didn't go through Colorado? Hell yeah, I did. Oh, went through dude. Mexico, I went to Colorado. shit in Colorado. That was the only spot that I caught it in. New Mexico's crazy. Yeah, New Mexico still is, dude. dude we went, still yeah. is. Dude, we, went to, we, we booked a hotel in Taos, like a Super 8 motel. Oh, Taos. We, we booked it up on, on Hotels Tonight app. Walk in there, and the lady's like, oh, you got a mask. I'm like, Here, here's my deal. Give my room key. I'll go to my room. She's like, we gotta wear a mask. She's like, behind a glass wall. I'm like, you're behind a glass wall. I'm the only one in here. You didn't tell her your issue that you have? I got a condition. Can't wear a mask. Got a condition. Serious. What um, is your condition? It's a serious condition. And it's my personal information. You can't ask me that. <laughs> but, but, but what's... Have you heard of HIPAA? Yeah. Health Information Privacy Act. It what's is the, the other one? Out the what's window, the other one it's a law. Use. I know. That, you I know, know what a law is? A law is something that actually exists and people voted on. This, the bullshit with the mandate, that's no law. There's yeah. no law that says that's wear a mask. So anyway, she's like, okay, fine. Here's your deal. And I'm like, all you have to do is look at my confirmation number. I don't need anything from me. I'm already paid. Just give me the room key. Done deal. I've got the app. So she's like, okay. She puts this, give me a piece of paper. She's like, you can sign this piece of paper. I look at it, and it says, if you're traveling from out of state, you have to stay in your room for two weeks. <laughs> And I'm just like, I'm not signing that. And she's like, well, you got to sign it. And I'm like, I'm only here. You know I'm only booked here one night. I'm leaving in the morning. I'm not going to be in that room for two weeks. And there's not even a possible way for me to be in that room for two weeks. That's crazy. She's like, well, you got to sign it. I was like, you sign it. (laughs) I just push it back under the thing. I was like, sign whatever you want. You can sign my name, your name, Humphrey Bogart's name. I don't care. Sign whatever name you want. Just give me my room key. And she's like, oh, give me my room key. We went. We stayed one night. We got there this morning. We left. And the funny thing is we go to the gas station. They wouldn't let us in the gas station. Yeah. We got a mask on. Then we go to Baskin Robbins, and they're like, come on in, guys. <laughs> Try all the free samples you want. And there's like 10 of us in Baskin Robbins. Nobody's wearing a mask. And this is next door to the gas station. They, they won't let you in. In New Mexico? In Taos. The people in Baskin Robbins are just like, ooh, can I try the coconut? Try the coconut. Ooh, can I try the orange <laughs> sherbet? Try the orange sherbet. They're just handing me spoons. I'm like, they don't care. Oh. 
And it's like, next door, the world is going to end. And then 12 feet over, everything's fine. What is the deal? What, what is the what shit is that the you deal? were saying at it's first? It's crazy. Your condition, what, what were you saying it was? I have a condition, It was like three, three letters I have a condition, or dude. I have a condition. HIPAA. No, the HIPAA is the law. Yeah. Health Information Privacy Act, which prevents someone asking you what your condition is. So I tell people I have a condition, and if they ask me what my condition is, I said it's illegal for you to ask me that because that is the truth and that is the law. And I live in America and it's free. But of the numerous conditions I have... <laughs> we all, I mean, everybody has conditions. You got a condition? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I got one. I mean, it may be altered by the cocaine you're doing, but you have a condition. <laughs> I mean, but AFS. There it is. AFS. American Freedom Syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> I heard him say that to somebody in a gas station. Where's your mask? Oh, I have AFS. <laughs> and and I'm like, just, and there's like, and I literally go, Oliver, what? The, you got a condition? He's like, <laughs> oh, that's good. American Freedom Syndrome. Yeah, it's, it's tough to live with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fuck. These it's days the it way. is for sure. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, it's a, it's a hard, I mean, I, I feel sorry for people that have it. I feel sorry for people that don't, <laughs> dude. No, those people are living carefree, man. Yeah. The people that don't, the people that just do whatever they say, those people are living the dream. They have no, they have no worries, nothing. They're okay, just, okay. they just think the world's gonna be. They just think, you know, everything's safe. They're yeah, doing everything but right. People, people with a condition like me, man, it's hard. It's hard to be alive right now. It's hard to deal with this. It's hard to look into the future and think, man, are we gonna be okay? Because I don't think we are. I don't think it ends well. It doesn't. Well, we'll see. Oliver's gonna be moving out to the crater soon. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dude. Put me out in the fucking Bunkers, woods. Compound? Yep. He's going to start burying shipping containers. No walls. He's going to have fucking Come like on. 10 shipping containers buried under the ground. Yeah. Wall of death. Wall of death. Have you ever ridden a wall of death? No, but I got the Ives brother talked into, they're going to let me drive my chopper in their wall. What? Yeah. Can you do it? Only one way to find out. Oh man, it's a long wheelbase yeah. and a lot of and a lot of fucking suspension. I mean, they got to reinforce it. You know, they keep giving me a bunch of excuses. But one day when they get it built right, man, that's crazy. Uh, yeah, the one guy, the younger, the younger brother, he said that he would let me ride the go kart in there. He's like, oh, you got to yeah. ride the go kart in there to get the feel for it, because you get you got to like not get dizzy. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, so no you got to work on the G's. Like when those well, you, you notice they don't, you don't look where you're going because then you'll get dizzy. You got to look. Yeah, that's something else. You, you got to stare at, off a feel. Yeah, you got to stare at the ceiling and keep that center point still. Mm-hmm. You know, so you don't. No, my friends that rode in the ball, they would tell me they'd go until they get, they black out and they just hold the throttle until they come back from the blackout. And then catch the spot again so that they know where they're at. Because once they start blacking out, they don't know which way's up or down. So yeah, they but can't you can't, try and land you can't it. do that with two people in the ball. No, Hell they have to no. get used to it. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. This is, this is like yeah. learning. The yeah, learning yeah, curve yeah. is getting your body acclimated. But as long as you just teams. hold the handlebars in the throttle, you're going to just go wherever you go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The ball seems wild. I mean, that's... That's a tight one. I helped the eyes brother put it together at the rot rally. A couple the ball weeks ago. or the ball? The ball. Yeah. There is a lot. The dude, the one. My friends are on Warped Tour. It was in four pieces. You know, you just set it together. 
The Ives Brothers was like fucking 50 or something, dude. Each little piece. Hmm. It was work. It was work. Well, they had the ball with that. What's that? What's that? Uh, that bar we went to in Sturgis? Oh, you weren't there. Mm-mm. What's that bar down the street from the chip where they have like oh, the, the big statue? It's the, not the broken full throttle. Yeah, full throttle. They had a ball out there. Dude, that place is fucking rad. That place the burned down, dude. With all the machines. Oh and yeah. Shit. The original one is real fucking cool. That we, old wood building. Which one burned down? Full throttle. The original. The original one. one. But yeah. the new one's cool. We were there, and two dudes just randomly sparked up a burnout contest. And the security guys came back and were losing their minds and yelling at them. And I'm just like, what do you what? think was going to happen? What do you think was going to happen? You're, look at this place. Of course there's a burnout contest. I'm surprised there's only one. <laughs> I'm surprised you're not promoting <laughs> no, the burnout contest. No, but it was like, it, it was in the back, yeah. like by the merch booth or whatever. Yeah, so? And dude, the, there was a guy's motorcycle that was nice. Not an old one, but it was here. Yeah. Whole bike just covered in fucking looked rubber. like a bed liner. <laughs> <laughs> just rubber just stuck to the whole oh, fuck. that guy was pissed. Oh, and the I two dudes doing the burnout contest burned out and left. Hell yeah, they quick. Did. As soon as they noticed all that rubber was on that bike and the guy came, whoop do You know, and I was like, What did you think was gonna happen? Yeah. Look where you are. Look at this place, dude. Yeah, that old place was like from dust till dawn, you know? Like everybody yeah. was vampires in there, girls riding their bikes on the high line. That place was fucking cool. Did I you did. go to the original one? No, I did. Oh, dude, that place yeah. was rad. No, but I met a girl who was friends with Boston Billy. Really, Boston Billy's got girlfriends, huh? Well, she was a. Bar- she knew his real name. She was a bartender, and she was like, "I bartend their Christmas party." Oh, I'm like, well, all right, dude. She must be a good bartender then. <laughs> That Christmas party is the shit. I was supposed to go last year. Did you go? Yeah. No, last year, no. I didn't go last year. Year before that. Yeah, I'm going back this year. That's. I'm not missing it. You see one. that flathead motor they just built for me? It's fucking awesome. How's it running for you? I mean, slow. <laughs> Slowest bike in town. Dude. Is, it, is it its 80 inch? No. You oh, getting at least yeah, 55 it, on it? It is no. a slow. No fucking way. I've got it to almost 50. Is it a linkered on there? Yeah. You didn't let them do the Makuni setup? Uh uh-uh. And it's stock. Oh, yeah. It's slow. Complete yeah. stock 45. Fuck. It's. Yeah. Tractor, though, it'll run forever, I'm sure. Oh, man, it's funny. Yeah. It, like from. from uh, it takes a, a block to get from like 10 to 25 miles an hour. Oh, wow. It's like, and it'll start, you'll hear it start to wind when it up. starts to whine. It's pretty funny. Yeah. <clears throat> but if you give it just a hair too much gas, it just burrr, dies, dies out. Yeah. It's fun. And then you'll get it up to almost 50, and then you hit a bump, and your hand will shiggle, and then it'll just burr. <laughs> yeah, no hurry. Oh, no damn. rush. No, but it's, I love it. Yeah. Fucking too No highway. Ran. So we had it out, I took it out to... Oh, yeah, you saw it out yeah, there saw in, it in out Utah. So we rode it around out in Utah. Me and Ochoa were riding around, and we were, like, going to go to this bar. And I was like, well, we can't get on the highway. He's like, can't get on the highway? I was like, no way, dude. He's like, not even for a, not even for one, not even for a second. I'm like, no, no way. I cannot get up to 30 miles an hour fast enough to get out on, to change, to enter onto the highway. There's no fucking way. Yeah. 
I mean, if there was like a half a mile run up, I could maybe get to 40 miles an hour before I could change lanes over the highway. It's that fucking slow. Yeah. I was like, can't get on the highway. So we had to like figure out, take zigzag around all over town and get these side streets. You got the toe toe to go on that? No. What'd you do? What is this? Just a clutch. Spring clutch, yeah. But I've got like a, a factory Harley, like old clutch strap. Like race mousetrap type. No, setup. no, no. Just a fucking, just a foot clutch. But it's not. You're not using the mousetrap setup. No. Can't you use a mousetrap to do foot clutch? No, you got the toe to go setup, but it's just a regular clutch, right? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have a rocker clutch. It just has to fucking push it in and clutch in, let it out. Mm-hmm. So it's rocker. You push a toe down to go. To go, yeah. And then heel back to stop. And that's but that's because of the <clears throat> the mouse trap, right? No. Flips it around. Mouse trap is for the hand clutch. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. I don't have none of that shit. Yeah. Alright, who just shit? Ricardo. Do you yeah, poop do you fart? I wouldn't make a noise. Dog just fart. Oh, that somebody just got some vicious fucking <laughs> dude, dude, that's some vicious. Look at him, he is chilling hard. After dude. we got back from this trip, oh dude, it took me a minute to get regular. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Dude, we ate good on the way up, man. Fuck. Eat, eat a lot of cheese? No. no yeah, what much. the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, we did. <laughs> we did have a cheese stuffed pretzel. <laughs> Fucking Jameson barbecue. Hope your plumbing's working. Uh, I've been eating a lot of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Randy did have trouble when we got there. Oh, well, it took you three days. days. Literally three days. And then he tells us a story about the last time this happened. Yeah, California trip. Well, then your, your girlfriend got all stopped up and didn't ship for like a, yeah. two weeks or something. Yeah. yeah. You had that problem too, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, fuck. For painkillers or what? Huh? Yeah. Painkillers? Pain That's killers. what did it for me. Like, stopped me up. Oh. Mm-hmm. I'll do it. No, I don't remember. Yeah, what I fucked up. Me. I fucked up somebody's toilet at their house. I mean, I was having pains. <clears throat> what got you? Cheese? Uh, uh-uh, I don't eat cheese. Yeah. I don't remember what it was, but I went to. The, I was having these pains, and then I couldn't. And then, uh, I went to. I went to the doctor, and he's like, "You're just full of shit." This <laughs> <laughs> is young doctor. Literally, he goes. No, he did. Yeah, that's what he said. That's what he said. And I'm like, really? He's like, yeah. So I took a bunch of whatever and fucking still took it like another two days. Filled up the fucking toilet to the rim? No, just one big fucking hard fucking baseball. <laughs> fucking reamed me a out. baseball. <laughs> reamed you out. Dude. And then the rest of it came out fine. It was oh, so just, just one, plug, one big lump. I remember you showing up. me your belly like, God damn. Well, I was, because I was, I was still pooping a little, but it was like, I was pooping out just little rabbit turds. past the sides that of it. was going around the plug yeah. and just coming out all whatever. And then when that plug busted out, fucking everything came out fine. Oh, damn. It was hard. It hurt. It was halfway out for like five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah. So legends, legends. I'm gonna go up there after Sturgis. I think I'm gonna. I I think so. My whole deal we're talking about. I was 
have to reconfigure my whole August trip. I might just I might just jam straight to Utah, tattoo for a few days at the Buffalo Nickel, then jam over to Sturgis for a day or for So like, you're coming back here for Friday the thirteenth. Yeah. So I'll jam over to Sturgis for a couple days and then leave there maybe on the ninth, jam home be home by the eleventh. We got a house in Lead that we rented um, for like the something like fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, or something around there. In where? In Lead. Oh, Lead. 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 Yeah. Right there. It's like a few miles from downtown Deadwood. Oh yeah, there. yeah. Yeah, I'll, I think. God damn, are you serious? I heard that one bounce off the upholstery. <laughs> You're going to have to let me out if that motherfucker stinks. Uh, no, I think I'll be over in Utah like the 15th or something. I want to go by and talk to that dude about his motorcycle collection. Does he ride? Was he riding any of those bikes or what? They're all just like permanently fixed in there? No, he's got a bunch of bikes that he rides. And he's he's ridden a cannonball a few times. Okay. He's one of the main like... He was one of the main sponsors of the Cannonball the whole time. He was friends with uh, Lonnie Lana Jr. that started the Cannonball. Started it. Yeah. So he doesn't have anything to do with it now, though, huh? He's out. He's out. But he, uh, you got to get him to give you a tour of the, of the shop. We've got a That's bunch exactly of, what I want to do. He's got a bunch of bikes in there that are being built. Uh, I mean, surely he's got like a full-time mechanic just working yeah. for him. And he's got a full shop, like laser cutter machine that's all kinds of mills all kinds of he's got like a big I mean it's like a turning machine but it's like a lathe but it's inside a cabinet that's like as big as a van the door opens you load shit in there and then it, you close it's it like and program it what it does it's yeah. like squirting water everywhere but it's like the I mean the the turn is like the big you know the the chuck the lathe chuck that's on the turn is like that big it's a big chuck it's like it's a big surfacing one that does yeah. like block motor blocks who knows what? I don't think he can do anything in there. But he's got every kind of fucking mill, lathe, tool. Does he do cars or anything? He's got hot rods, race cars? He does have some cars. He has, dude, he's got a car back there that, they, that he just bought that they're trying to get running. That's like a fucking... I think it's a teens. Uh or early 20s, it's a Daytona race car. It's all wood. What? Like, the, yeah, it's fucking crazy. And the, the, you know, it's leather belt drive, but the, the motor comes off and just has a big flat disc, metal disc, that turns mm -hmm. with the motor. And then it has a leather wheel that, you push a lever down and it engages this leather wheel into the disc, the and that that that's your trans that's your your transmission, your clutch. Oh, so it just pushes up against the wheel. There's no. So belt this thing's or spinning nothing. this way. Yeah. The metal plate is spinning like a plate, yeah. and then this wheel's on the edge. So when it turns, it just starts turning, and then that turns the belt to the rear wheel. I mean, it's like early. That's early. It's wild. I'm like, what? And it, the whole thing's wood. The whole chassis's wood. There's a little bit of metal shit in there, but it's like, I'm like, this thing is crazy. Have you been asked to the salt flats like, out a there? race car? He's like, I was like, what's top speed on this thing? Like, you know. 40. Maybe. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, surely he's got like a, a flat or a salt track team, huh? Or like. I don't think he has a team. 
The coolest thing, did you see that fucking little midget car with the knuckle motor in it? Yeah. That's the, the coolest thing. Car. <clears throat> you know, little, small, little race car dirt truck. Just like, just a little, about the size of this table. No, with a knuckle in it? Yeah. It's just like the whole body of the car is about this size. It's a little round. red fucking... And you sit in it, and it's just got four open wheels, and it's just got a knucklehead motor in it. That's no. the coolest thing there. <laughs> like, oh. I want one of those, and put a cone shovel motor in there, and just <laughs> rip around town. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you could do that easy. Easy. Just got to find one of those chassis. You need to put one in your van. The Shut minivan. The fucking... The Van oh, Gogh cart. It needs to yeah. on the chassis. Yeah. But that'd be cool. I was going to put a fucking little uh, little Harley 125 motor. Hmm. Like a little... Two-stroker? Like, the, out of, the, like out of like those little AMF 70s, like... The Aramachi ones? Yeah. Yeah. That'd be rad. Are you going to go to uh, Run to Raton? That's the plan. Mm-hmm. We yeah, just gonna... we went we stopped by and saw JP on the way back from Utah. Oh, you did. Yeah. So we saw him on the way there. You guys hit him on the way back. <laughs> He's out of his mind. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I love JP, yeah. and I'm just like, man, you are gonna. Like, he's got so much shit to do. It's out of So dude, much shit, shit everywhere. And I'm like, dude, you going to finish this Born Free bike? He goes, oh, yeah. You know, I'm like, he's like, I need some help. I'm like, oh, yes, you do. He that's said, what, you're coming That's why help. the outbound train ain't playing. It's because Al's going to be up there helping JP. He said, you're coming to help, too. Fuck that. No, he didn't. He did. Dude, was that blue bike still in there? Which blue bike? That fucking The big wheel bike. chopper? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. He hasn't got anything done. He was working on a on a paint set for somebody that he was. It was three D flames. Pretty. It was almost done. Yeah. It was almost done when we were there. Yeah. It was almost done <laughs> was. before that. I was like, "Hey, want to go eat lunch?" He's like, "I gotta stay here and finish the stripes." He was taping on stripes. Hmm. I'm like, JP. I love him. He's got a lot going on. No, I'm not. Uh, Al's going up there to help him after the Fourth of July. Not me. Not me. You going to be here for Fort July? Yeah. Yeah. That'd be good. You doing mm -hmm. the party here? Party here, baby. Mm -hmm. Bring the kids. Yeah, Don't bring do the kids. No, it's the kid party. Yeah, the kids had a ton of fun last night. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm surprised nobody got fucking injured. That's the main thing. No, they were yeah, fine. fucking... Dude, the best Roman part is candle the, wars. we leave like right as it gets dark and there's fireworks all Everywhere. the way to Weatherford. Everywhere. We hit the fucking, there's like two shows in Dallas. And you can just watch Two or three in Grand Prairie. <laughs> watch and then another set in Fort Worth and then on the other side of Fort Worth. It's like literally they like start their shows as we're driving by. Yeah. And it's fireworks the whole That's way That's cool. Home. All right, what time we got? One well, party yeah, time! I gotta go. Hey, thanks, Dan. I gotta go to the river, fellas. Thanks, I'm Dan. I'm stoked about the new spot. Can't wait to see it. And, uh, yeah, more then. Randy, stay off the drugs. <laughs> All right, that was a lot, dude. We fucking jumped around. We bounced around. We got some shit out there. Uh, Scott, everything Scott said was a joke. He didn't, none of that really happened. Chemical, candy. Randy, it's got a whole new meaning. No, dude, uh, Scott, thank you so much for inviting me to be a part of that. Uh, Luke, thanks for having me up. You know, 
Sky got invited on this trip, and he kind of fucking muscled me in there with his, uh, you know, with his, with, his, with his clout, you know? Anyways, the, all these people are now good friends of mine, and I am forever stoked to be a part of it. Can't wait to do it again, assuming that is a possibility. Um, and just for the record, it has sparked, it has inspired me to try and figure out how to do my own run like this. You know, different place, different people, different route. Maybe the same people. Who knows? They're going to be invited for sure. Anyways, I hope that you're thinking about what you can do with the people around you, with the roads around you. Uh, the opportunities are endless. I can't wait to hear about them either. So go to DangerDanceTalkShop.com, MCShopTees.com, and have a wonderful motherfucking day. Hey.